I have uh, never seen this exactly in your face before, but it's actually appropriate because it's Halloween weekend. Uh, You're scared out of your mind right now. I just heard your dog. Yeah. So? The dog. <laughs> the dog hey, the dog's bit me. I'm looking over my... Sh- where is the dog? You always say that the dog is... She's fine. She's she's, she's a loving dog. She'd never bite you a second time. <laughs> Plus, she's like 100 years old right. now. I have noticed that her, her anti... Davite tendencies <laughs> a little less r- robust than they were previously. But you heard the little pitter patter yeah, yeah, of her yeah. paws, and you had this look in your eye like, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I just thought it was so pathetic. I'd pointed out yeah. it was pathetic. Well, the show is going to, I'm going to not be paying attention to the show because I think the dog is going to be. Well, the dog, just so you know, the dog is not loose. Okay. That My son Johnny was yeah. taking her for a walk. She's on the leash. A perp walk. And she's perfectly fine, all right? It, and and she is 12 years old. She's basically blind. <laughs> yes, she's a pit bull. She could still kick my ass. <laughs> well, she yeah, she could kill you. There's no question yeah. about it. All right, Minutia Man is up next. What was, but, that? was, was that? Oh, that's at the door of him. And that's the coffee machine making coffee right now. My God. Minutia Man is you know up what? next. I, I, think, but, I think the place is haunted here. <laughs> but first, listen to this other fine old pie show. Quick, Lou, what's your favorite car color? I'd say Lou likes blue. Lou likes blue? Eh, Blue's pretty good, but really, I prefer silver. But regardless of our color preferences, when it comes to cars, you'll never know what you'll hear on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Silver. Really? Silver? The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Does Ivy ever like go on her back for belly rubs or anything? That's or that's just not her shtick. Uh, uh, she is not what we call a warm and fuzzy. Okay. But that's because she's a German dog, right? And so I don't mind that she's not a warm and fuzzy. <laughs> she but she poops at exactly the same time every morning. <laughs> Uh, no, she's actually, she's very affectionate with, with Johnny. Yeah. And she will do it for me too. Cause she like, cause right. I'm the, right. you know, I'm the alpha. Right. Although the funny thing is when Bridget was home last year during COVID. Oh, were you and, knocked down on the depth chart? Well, I think Ivy watched it for, a, you know, a few months and then realized, wait a minute, you're not the alpha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a whole nother alpha in town. <laughs> I've hitched my wagon to the wrong. You're the beta at best. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even beta testing. No, I mean, you're the book. Uh, right. so, anyway, so we have we got a big show. show. We got we got a lot to do. And I really I got to get going here. You're, this is the first one you've ever worn your sport coat. Yes. After here, I'm going to go um, to my other job. Okay. I've got like nine jobs. Yeah. Which so one I, is this? Uh, this is a, as a respected professor. Okay. So, um, yeah, and I'm. If you notice, I'm wearing jeans. The first time I've ever worn jeans to, to my class. Wow. Because I'm basically seeing everybody else do it. And yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Professors. I mean, they're right. you know. Exactly. You've seen Animal House. They're they're cool. Right. They get high with their students and stuff. <laughs> no, I that I am never going yeah, to do. Good. Um, but we got to get going here. Yeah. If if I remember correctly, you were a big Pop-Tart fan back in college. I, yeah, right? I was. And actually my son, my son still buy Pop-Tarts all the time. Um you were in a strawberry guy or an apple guy? I uh, strawberry. Yeah. yeah, that's the only kind. Quite frankly, if they stop making the well blueberry, I'd be upset with a blueberry, they curtailing the blueberry. Yeah. But apple and pear, 
shove it. Oh, those those. I suck. can't believe they even make those. <laughs> uh, and I actually remember um, when. Remember when fr- when they switched to the frosted model? Yeah, you know they still have the original, but the frosted. Right. I was like, I don't know, five or whatever. And those were the wonderful days where you could target advertising to children over uh-huh. and over again. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and I, During cartoons. Yeah, I mean, the cartoons would be talking about Frosted. Right, Pop. exactly. And I remember going to my mom and going, hey, mom, can we get the... Because we were a Pop-Tart house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, maybe that's why I have high blood pressure, pre-diabetic. <laughs> it could be the nutritional value of my youth. But um, so I remember talking to my mom going, mom. Can we get the, the you know the frosted pop? Yeah. She goes, once a night, we are not the Rockefellers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. You know, my mom bought the Toastums. Oh, that's, that's that the was, generic. Uh, yes, the the generic knockoff of Pop Tarts. We're like, Mom, haven't you seen the ads during uh, Hong Kong Fui? <laughs> we gotta watch the. We gotta get the real stuff. Uh, but you know, my dad loved Pop Tarts. Really, just loved them. What he would do, he would he would toast them mm-hmm. because what. Well, because that's what you do. Yeah. And then he would just slather them in butter. Right. And your father died at what age? <laughs> 13. Yeah. And he would have a cigarette, too. Yeah. It didn't work out very very well. But here's a headline out of New York, Rick. Woman sues Kellogg's for $5 million over frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. Okay. A woman from New York is suing the Kellogg company for $5 bucks because she says that the company's whole grain frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts doesn't have enough strawberries in its fillings. Does it have any? Uh, yeah, right. It's, yeah. I mean, do, do people really think that that's real strawberry? Elizabeth Russett filed a class action suit on October 19th with lawyer Rudy Giuliani against I'm kidding, yeah. uh, gotcha. Spencer Sheehan against Kellogg's for falsely advertising the contents of a pastry. Hey, Rick. Yeah. What's black and brown and looks good on a lawyer? Uh, I don't know. A dormant venture. The strawberry representations are misleading. Dog joke. Because the product has less strawberries than consumers expect based on the labeling. Uh, The amount of strawberry ingredients is insufficient, not merely to provide the nutrient benefits of strawberries, but to provide a strawberry taste, which is bullshit. They taste like strawberry. Yeah, they taste and they might as well call them strawberry taste. You know, like uh, uh, American cheese. Uh, it says cheese product or cheese it, or, food. Or, yeah, right. right. Cheese food. Right. Or, so, I mean, yeah. we know it's not cheese. What do you call 25 skydiving lawyers? Oh, boy. This is going to be a thing here. Um, <laughs> Skeet. Oh, wow. Uh, Very nice. Um, what, do you, what, happens when a, what happens if you give a lawyer Vi- Viagra? I don't know. He gets taller. Oh, uh, oh got it. Um Jeez. Kellogg said in a statement to ABC News, while we don't comment on pending litigation, what's the difference between a vacuum cleaner and a lawyer on a motorcycle? Oh, they said this in their statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what. The vacuum cleaner has the dirt bag on the inside. Oh, uh, wow. That's, uh, yeah. And for all our lawyer listeners, uh, you know, right. Dave didn't mean it. <laughs> And I, you know, just not like they're apt to sue or anything. The the person that's uh, suing regarding the strawberries uh, should know that Cheese Whiz has neither. <laughs> All right, I've got a story for you. Uh, boy, we're really hitting the dad jokes today. Yeah. Are you? Uh, lost hiker uh, is the story. A hiker lost on a mountain in Colorado ignored repeated calls from rescuers. Later, explaining that he had been unfamiliar with the phone number. Now. 
This is something that I, I absolutely totally can understand. It's it's a, actually gone viral because of that, because everybody can get that. Right. right? Uh, I'll just tell you a little more, more about the story. He was reported missing after they didn't return from an expedition. October 18th, at Mount Elbert, the highest peak in Lake County. Search crews canvassed the area the following day, but couldn't find the hiker. The team tried to call the hiker, but were unable to reach him. After 24 hours lost, he found his way out and made it to his car. And then they said to him, why didn't you answer your phone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and he said, uh, I didn't recognize the number. Yeah, I didn't recognize the number. And so they said, you know, if you're overdue, according to your itinerary, you start getting repeated calls from an unknown number. Please answer the phone. It may be a search and rescue team trying to confirm that you're safe. Now, I've got a couple of questions about this story. Number one is, did they leave a voicemail? Well, that's that's a good point. Right. Because I never answer the phone, and I figure if it's important, they'll, they'll leave, leave a, a voicemail. voicemail. Sure, sure. If they don't leave a voicemail, it can't be that important. Right, right. Uh, this is Steve. You know, if they... If they right. <laughs> you know. I, I, I got this guy who calls me up every... Uh, uh, every three days and does leave a voicemail and it's like hey yeah mike calling you back yeah. it's you know he's not calling me back right uh right um hey i got that message from you and i got that information that yeah. you're looking for yeah jim returning yeah. your call and it's always the yeah. same guy's voice I'm like all right whatever but uh, anyway the reason that this story has gone viral is because we can all relate, uh, relate. relate. and I, I think that it's dangerous when you do answer the phone, do you have any stories of like where well, you're sitting here, your phone rings, you look at it and you go, I don't know this number, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it. it is, have you ever ha- done that and had, had a bad thing happen? Oh, I, well, I don't know if it's a bad thing. I had it like yesterday. It was the IRS telling me that, you know, hello, this is Steve from the IRS, <laughs> you know, uh, and he goes, can I have your social security? You know, it's basically, uh, right. You know, it's yeah. a computer. You know, if press one, if you, you know, the IRS, this is the IRS press one for, I've, got, I've sure actually gotten some calls that were real calls. Like, uh, um, one time I answered the phone in the morning, uh, you know, they woke me up mm-hmm. it was like eight thirty in the morning and it was a number I didn't recognize. And it was WGN radio calling me. Uh, to tell me that Chet had passed away. Oh, okay. Well, that would right. That would you know. So, and then there was another time, I got a call. Um, remember when I was working for Landecker and I was kind of crabby sometimes, <laughs> once or twice. That was the condescending Rick <laughs> age, right? Well, this was uh, a childhood friend of mine from Germany called, and it was like nine thirty at night, maybe ten at night. Okay. And for me, that's like you know four in the morning, right? Right. Because right, I right. was getting up at two in the morning. Right. Of course, my mother gave him the number, mm-hmm. right? And I answered this phone. Oh, and, he loved to talk to you. And it's a kid that I had, my kid, he was, you know, right. 35 or yeah. 40 or at, by this time. Somebody I hadn't spoken to since I was 12 years old. And so you're not going to be able to get that conversation done quickly. No, it all. was like an hour long right. call and he was loaded. <laughs> he was so drunk. So he's drunk dialing you. And I felt like I couldn't be rude to right. him because he was a childhood right. friend that I haven't spoken to in 25 years. And I think that was the day I decided I'm not going to answer the phone anymore. Ever again. Yeah. Well, you you don't answer my calls. No. And you know they're from me. Well, they've got to be important and you'll leave a voicemail. So you even screen. No, I don't. I, I if, if it says Dave, you're one of the only ones that has just your first name. That's oh, how important you so are. So like Twiggy. Yeah. If it says Dave. You're like Oprah. You're <laughs> like Cher. I will answer that. Phone. Okay. All right. Do you have any uh, reviews? 
Uh, yeah, this comes from Stan Beebe. That's, okay. Uh, Minutia Men is better than your wife's office Christmas party. Oh. <laughs> not a, not wow. a high bar. Yeah. But still better. We'll take it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you like Minutia Men, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. All right. It's time for another feature. You know, uh, we have a huge array of uh, archives, mm-hmm. and we call this segment Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So uh, I happen to notice that this week, Dave, is Denny Lane's birthday. Oh, our buddy Denny Lane. And Denny Lane is someone that has been on our show. Actually, we were on uh, WLS. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Remember Neil it. Whoops. is here. Sorry. C- carry on. Remember it. I think about it every day. Well, this when was... I get to meet Denny Lane? We had... You just heard the clip there. We had Neil Innes, who was part of... Uh, Monty Python. Right. And he passed away just uh, like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Sad, sad, sad. Um, and we had Mark Hudson, who was mm-hmm. one of the Hudson brothers. Right. And they were eating Pop-Tarts as a kid. <laughs> that's right. Watching the Hudson brothers. Yes. And then we had Denny Lane. And uh, we had a chance to just talk to him briefly. This, this is uh, a clip from that uh, WLS show back in uh, 2017. Here we go. Over here on uh, my right is uh, Denny Lane. Denny, one of the original members of Wings. Not the Wings. Moody Blues, don't forget And the them. Moody Blues. Yeah. Now, I actually got a uh, phone call here from somebody asking me to ask you a question, all right? Mm-hmm. And the question is, what did you prefer better, being in the Moody Blues or in the Wings? What was more fun for you? Well, you can't really say mm-hmm. that. Compare it because it was a completely different thing. But Moody's was the first time I ever... Got up there to the you know the number one spot with a record. Wings was trying to do something new again with somebody I knew from those days. Right, you know we did the second Beatles too. Don't forget, right? With them. Yeah. So it was completely different. You can't prefer. I can't prefer really. That word doesn't come in. But you know it's. It was a challenge to come from one thing like that into the thing with Paul because we both had to really prove ourselves. But and, we didn't really care. But we just went for it, you know. Okay. And I, uh, I think it's just the idea that I'm talking to someone who is friends with Paul, Paul, Paul and just right. goes, you know, when I'm talking with Paul, you know, it's like that, uh, it, that just kind of makes it, me a little queasy well basically <laughs> your best buddy paul's your bff Tra- transitive property <laughs> right yeah you know what i i remember with denny lane is i had t- you know roger daltrey he's basically just like roger daltrey yeah and denny lane they're about yeah. the same height and they sound exactly yep. the same yep so denny lane can play roger daltrey in the roger daltrey oh he's really good and yeah and vice versa, versa. Uh, yeah that's true if i remember correctly and correct me if i'm wrong they had kind of a falling out. Didn't Paul and Denny have a falling yes. out? And wasn't Paul McCartney just like two weeks earlier, wasn't he at Wrigley Field maybe? Yeah. And Denny Lane attended the show and right. couldn't connect with, they they, right. they they wouldn't let him say hello to Paul or something. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. He told us that story off the air. Okay. Well, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think the deal was that... Uh, uh, he sued him for like a million dollars or something like that. Then he sued Paul. Oh, because Paul, you know, wasn't uh, you know, sh- you know, sharing him the shekels, you know. Huh. 
But anyway, that's uh, that's our. That was a great. Thing. I really. And then they played "Can't Buy Me Love." They did. That was awesome. And that's on uh, YouTube. If you want to go see it, yeah. uh, listen to the that interview, and you can watch uh, those guys play that song for us. Did you notice the? Was that a fire siren in the background? Yeah, the, we were on the like the. Where WLS where the studios are somewhere like floor or something yeah in the NBC tower wouldn't you think yeah that, I don't know so we still have more show Dave why don't you tell people some of the things that are coming up uh, mathematical Pornhub <laughs> okay that's a good one I've got tongue eating parasite <laughs> okay <laughs> which I saw that video on on pop Pornhub and it was and we still got lots more we got a celebrity story we've we'll tease our guests this week oh so much so much more don't go anywhere we'll, we'll be right back all right Adam what uh, country are you from I am from England what is the best soccer league in the entire world the English Premier League what is your day job director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer so if you were say a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the the opinions of someone who is from England who knows a lot of soccer what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to Free Kicks with Adam and Rick and that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network Free Kicks a Tony Lasano podcast an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network Great Talk Radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place RadioMisfits.com And we're back. Uh, Rick, you're a big calculus guy, aren't you? Oh, love it. You know, if I had a nickel for every time I've seen you define an integral. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Cosines are my my jam. Uh, You don't know this. You don't need this tip. But for some of our listeners, they might. If you need help with calculus, you know where you got to go? Where? Pornhub. Really? A Taiwanese math expert who goes by the name of Shangzhou has found the ideal venue for teaching audiences calculus. And that venue is, well, Pornhub. (laughs) To date, the teacher has uploaded 226 videos on Pornhub, none of which feature anything more erotic than the smashing together of numbers. Uh, He holds a master's degree in mathematics and has spent more than a decade teaching in in cram schools. I don't know what a cram school is. It's something I don't know. Wow. Um, And what he's doing is he has a online this is actually pretty interesting marketing he has an online course like a calculus course yeah and he wanted to get people to talk about it so he went on Pornhub and the and the videos are just calculus wow it's just him with a blackboard wow teaching, and teaching all those, kind of... the story problems involve ounces <laughs> of hand lotion yeah. right. I... right. this didn't happen to me <laughs> your calculations are always off the distance uh, is usually two inches <laughs> off right uh, yeah well you know now that halloween is just a few days away and i'm sure we are there's going to be a slew of sexy teachers out there right yes. i mean that's always one of the um i discovered some adult uh movies Oh, that, while you were on Pornhub watching uh, Calculus. <laughs> right, exactly. Honey, it's research. Yeah. Okay? So what I are fi- these other tabs? Wait a minute. <laughs> so I find, and I was unaware that this whole mathematical porn thing yeah. is like a thing. Uh, okay. Right? Like Debbie does decimals. <laughs> really? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a really good uh, um, algebra. Now, that was right. soft porn. Yeah. That's, that was not too bad. Right. Um, this was a good one. Numerator, where the fun is always on top. Okay. Uh, um, is that rise over run in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> okay. And But my favorite one, it was girls who take it up the ass and topes. 
<laughs> Say that one again. Girls who take it up the asinoptotes. I don't know what an asinoptote is. Okay. It's like, but I Googled calculus terms and asinoptote <laughs> is one of those. And there's somebody somewhere out there who is on the floor right now. <laughs> right, right. The calculus crowd right now oh. is just. There's a huge yeah. crossover between calculus <laughs> nerds and listeners of this show. Teddy Lane nerds, right? Beetle nerds. Okay, I've got a story uh, that is one of the grossest things I've ever heard in my life. See, the numerator is the number on top. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, Earlier this week, officials with Texas Parks and Wildlife Department took a photo of a strange parasite resembling a pill bug that is also known as a snapper-choking isopod. Not an acetatope. No. Okay. No. According to the San Antonio ABC affiliate KSAT, the tongue-eating louse attaches itself to the fish's mouth and then replaces the tongue. It becomes the tongue. The parasite survives in the fish's mouth by feeding on the host animal's mucus, the only known example of a parasite replacing an organ of the host. And that, Your Honor, must have been what happened when my tongue slandered this piece of shit district attorney. <laughs> yeah. And that, Mrs. Nosenfunk, must have been what happened when my tongue said, who gives a fuck about algebra? <laughs> and I can say to you, Mr. Stern, this thing better not get into humans because if oh it feeds God. on mucus. Oh, 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 me and you are going to Oh, be my God. Gonna, we're dead. Oh, my God. We're <laughs> dead. <laughs> You're going to wear that? <laughs> So anyway, that is the story about a tongue-eating parasite, and it's real. Yeah. Time for another feature. Did I ever tell you about a random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of and brushes won't. with celebrities? <laughs> Mixture, collection, selection, assemblage, medley, assortment, variety. Time now for celebrity potpourri with Rick and Dave. Is there something else you wanted? to tell? Oh, I did. It was, it was a tongue fungus story. Okay. I. Oh my. You know God. what? We'll have this as a teaser oh, for another okay. episode. All right. Okay. That's still out there, people. The tongue fungus story has right. not been dealt with right. yet. And it's autobiographical in nature, too. Okay. And yeah. I think I actually do know this yeah. story. Uh, we got a question this week, Dave, from Jim O. Oh. Uh, it says, with Arlington closing and the Bears rumored to be playing there soon, have you ever spoken with Dick Duchessois? Hmm who is the owner of Arlington mm-hmm. Park. He's kind of a celebrity here in Chicago. Yeah. Dick Dusher's why he's a, I think he's a billionaire. I don't, right? I don't think I ever have. I haven't either. I never have, but uh, he owns Arlington Park. And we did one time, I think with Stephen Geary, we had Phil George F on. You remember him? Here, they come spinning around the turn. That that's guy. it. That's right. the guy. Yeah. You know, he will forever be right. remembered for that. Um, and I think what we did with him is we had him say that. Right. For, you know, and then he did the Stephen Gary. He right. did a fake uh, horse race with a horse named Steve and a right. horse named Here Gary. Here comes Stephen. Yeah. Right. Gary. Yeah. Gary's on the outside, right. you know. But uh, that that's the only thing I remember about that. But that is not the only run-in that you and I have had with Arlington. No. And you reminded me of this recently. Uh, one summer, about 10 years ago, yeah. we were hired by uh, an advertising agency to do some wacky bits right. at Arlington Park. And we filmed. Well, we were hired by a guy named Jenkins. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. How in the world did they. Get- it's really one of the most inexplicable things ever. But it really happened. Right. And they hired us to do these wacky short films. Yeah. And they showed them for years. Well, I told you this story. I was in London. Oh, God. One was. Um, 
So whenever we were in London... And you had tongue fungus? No. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a, a calculus porn called tongue fungus. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I was... No, maybe it wasn't London. I was somewhere out of the country or maybe Toronto. I don't know what it was. And I was up at night and just watching TV. You know, when you're in a strange places before uh-huh. cable? Yeah. Michelle was sleeping or... I don't, I don't remember. And I was flipping through and they were doing a thing on the Arlington Million. Okay. Okay. Because the Arlington Million was a big. Yeah. I mean, it was one. Of, it wasn't a triple crown, but it was. Yeah. It was close. Yeah. And they were doing the stand. What was the guy's name? The old guy who used to do all the. Phil Georgia. No, 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 no. The old guy that would always be the the news report or the sports reporter for the race. Whatever. So he was doing a stand up, and on the screen over his shoulder was me doing one of these bit. They were showing it between oh, races kidding. in front of the you know before the. Excuse me, worth them Arlington Million, and like you know, on a little half an inch by half like an inch on the screen. Time. Yeah, there was me, on the thing. and I was the only one that ever noticed it. I'm sure. But well, you were the face of I, the I was. of the bit. Right. So what we would do is we'd write these wacky bits, and then Dave, you'd go in there as Quinn Ella. Yeah, very clever. That was your na- the yeah. name of your character, and and you we would record these things, and they'd show them in between races. Right, right. That's that's what they did, and they did it for years. And guess you're right. There some some uh, some guy in an office somewhere got fired for this because <laughs> yeah, you know, right. where did you get these guys? And I'll give you an example of what I mean because okay. here is one that uh, was called the hat the horse tattooer. Oh, okay, here we go. I'm Quinn Ellen. I'm behind the scenes here at Arlington Park. I'm here with Ken Weinbaum. That's right. And Say a little bit about what you do here at Arlington. I'm a tattoo technician for Arlington Park. Why do you tattoo horses? Well, we t- tattoo horses to make sure we keep them identified right. So it's like a so you tattoo a social security number, basically, for exactly, a horse. Exactly, exactly what it is. Their papers have a, a certain number, and I, I, I tattoo it on their lip. So when they go to the races, it's the same horse every time. So what are we doing here? This is. Now we're going to take a picture of it. Okay. Smile. Uh, has a horse ever come to you drunk after a night of drinking and wants to get a tattoo? <laughs> no. How old is this horse? Do you know? This horse is three. Does yeah. a three-year-old need parental consent to get a tattoo? No. Do you have a tattoo? No tattoos on me. Really? No. Okay, you. I can do. I got all the equipment here. You want me to tattoo you? You get awfully close to a horse's breath. Describe horse breath real quick. Uh, it's just like yours. Okay. Is it? <laughs> is a sweet smell? Like roses? What are we talking here? It's just a nice odie smell. Oh, I love you too. Yeah, oh, come here, you big log. <laughs> uh, that was Quinella. You know, I remember Oscar the goat. Yes. So, yes. so what? Os- the what horses would need sometimes is companionship. Right. You know, late at night, so they would have these goats come into the just so the horses don't get lonely. Yeah. And Oscar the goat was a really famous one of the. I mean, he right. was, and we were the last people to interview. Yeah, Oscar the goat. I know. Yeah. Uh, so, with well, some of the other bits that we did, if I remember correctly, we did one. Uh, the starter guy, the yeah. guy that that started the right. race. Um, but do you remember how depressing it was behind the scenes there at Arlington Park? Well, well, we had to be there. Like, I don't know, we were there for five or six days or yeah. whatever. And I would see the same people, yeah. you know, I, with the same dejected looks on their faces. They, you know, they showed us where the uh, the, the, they, the, the, the people lived live, that yeah, worked yeah. there. Yeah. 
And it, it was not, uh, they did not have great no, living conditions. No. But I thought Arlington Park was a gorgeous place. Oh, it was as a palace. Yeah. I, it was beautiful. I'm sad to see it go. Yeah, me too. Uh, but Well, maybe if the Bears get kicked out of the league for being too bad, maybe this will never happen. <laughs> you know, the Blackhawks <laughs> are going to do it first. <clears throat> All right. So we have uh, another show. You think this show is special? Holy mackerel. Yeah. There's another one out there called the Minutia Men. Not the... Minutia men, celebrity. This is very early for interview. you. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing this before nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, come on. This is I can't I can't function at this hour. Um, and we every week we interview a celebrity, uh, a celebrity of yeah. some sort. Tell everybody who we're interviewing this week. Well, we are going to interview Jim Bauman. Do you know who Jim Bauman is? I do know who Jim Bauman. Jim Bauman wrote a book that is just fantastic. It's called The Grammar Moses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how he was able to to do this he published it with Eckhart's Press oh I've heard of those guys yeah, um, and it's doing very well that's a boutique Chicago uh, publishing <laughs> right. company who uh, are positioning themselves for the 21st century brave new world yes, of publishing are. yeah uh, and what Jim he's a he's a managing editor but he also writes a column every week about grammar Right. And it's a funny column. It, it, it's, it's, it's really funny, actually. And who thought that grammar could be funny? Well, Jim does. And we're yeah. going to interview him. He's just it's I, I think it's such a neat concept, the book. And right. it's doing very well. And you can obviously get it at EckhartsPress.com. Right. And you'll be able to hear that interview at Minutia Man Celebrity Interview beginning next week. That's that's what we call in the business. A tease. A tease. Right. Uh, so we have some people to thank for this week's show. We've got to thank executive producer Tony Lasano with OpiShows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. OppihShows.com were distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio is are they Ed. are they aware how early we're getting up in the morning to do this? <laughs> I don't think they care. Uh, Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio is in debt. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com, and we'll be back again next week, God willing, with Minutia Ben. Why wow, you threw in a little wrinkle there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally thrown off. I don't know what to do. Now. Press the damn button. Oh, okay. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What do you get when you hear a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get Minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutia Men interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Mystery. Fits.